The following program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, yes, we are. What a show. What a show. I'm super excited about. I, I'm excited about every show, but I'm excited about this one in particular. Welcome to Channel Mom. Everybody uh, on Facebook Live today and 94.7 The Word and then the podcast later on. We're so glad to have you. I need to remember today to say when we're giving stuff away that it's <laughs> the Saturday audience can't call in because we do this live on Friday. So I just need to remember to say that. Somebody remind me to do that. Hey, here's the thing about today. I, I, I handpicked this man because I've been listening to him for many years and he does what I do and probably better. But uh, as I've been listening to him, I thought, oh, gosh, he is real in a way that most people are not. And so I, I wanted to have him on about his new book to help any mom, dad or child out there. Of course, we focus on the mamas because they are raising that next generation in some ways that, uh, you know, the rest of us are not. Um, well, I'm a mom, so I'm doing it, too. But here's why I'm having him on. If you're struggling with your faith, or maybe your kids are struggling with your faith, if you feel like you just don't fit in with the churchy types, you're kind of a misfit or a weirdo, or you're too logical or too analytical, or you're just feeling the outside, it just isn't working for you, and maybe it's not working for your kids, oh my goodness, are we going to have a talk today? Because Brant Hansen, nationally syndicated radio host and author of Blessed Are the Misfits, brand new book, is going to be on today and get really real about all of that and where we go with faith and what we think we're supposed to be and when our faith falters, how we feel about ourselves and other people who look like they're doing it well. I mean, this is a, a, a lifelong wrestling match in some ways. And so uh, I, I, this is why I wanted to have Brant Hansen on. So here we go. Brant, welcome to Channel Mom. Oh, I'm not hearing him. I'm here. Okay, there he is. Okay. I'm glad to have you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So let me let me just say this. You you I want to set the stage for folks. You open the book by saying this. You know that feeling when God is right there, this close, and you can just feel His loving arms around you, and you can literally hear His voice whispering in your ear, telling you how much He loves you. I don't. I never have. And and so you're really honest about the fact that you you don't have the touchy feely experience of God knowing He's right there with you, talking to you every day. You know, super faith that that some people feel like they need to have to to be able to believe in God. So talk to me about that. Well, I struggle with it for a long time. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, and we're just being honest. Like very few people will tell you that too. Like because it seems like everybody else is having this emotional experience, or at least have something to draw on and. I was raised in the church. I'm also a highly skeptical person. I'm analytical by nature. And I struggled with, well, if everybody else is having this experience, and I guess God isn't interested in me, or I'm such a sinner that he's walked away, or something's just wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And so I've grappled with that for a long time. And I think, honestly, I think a lot of people like me leave the faith. They, they try to come up with some other way to deal with reality because they're not having the same experience everybody else seems to be having. Yeah. Well, and, and is that, 
Hmm. Do you think maybe in, in, in the Bible-believing Christian world, I mean, there are all kinds of things we're going to talk about today. I mean, there's there's this political stuff that's going on now that alienates people. There there uh-huh. are the uber-Christians that that show everybody how holy they are in con- contrast to, to the person they're talking to. I mean, there, there are all kinds of problems. But do you think maybe um, we're overemphasizing the emotional aspect of Christianity in the modern era, like hearing from God and speaking in tongues and all the other stuff? I think so, but I don't think it's just a Christian thing. I mean, if you look at our culture at large, we're all about emotions. Okay. We even define ourselves by how we feel about this, or I want this, therefore that's my identity even, is what I want, my desires and my feelings. And, like, I, just, I think that's that's the whole culture. But, yeah, it seeps into Christianity, and it certainly has, to where you're feeling like, I mean, we have an entire church culture that's, seemingly designed for people to have some sort of like emotional experience on Sunday morning. Yeah. If we, if we have to use fog, you know, you know, fake fog to do it or lasers or the chorus 57 times or whatever it takes, just get something. We have to feel something. And for a lot of us who are standing there, we're going, I don't get this. And I'd like to believe, and I do believe that, that's actually not what discipleship looks like, and God can still be pleased with me, even if I don't feel any of that stuff. Like, right. It's really great news for people like me, I think. Yeah, well, in, you know, a lot of moms listen to this show, because we, we honor the, the mom and motherhood in the way the culture does not. Um, yeah. and, and I believe you're a dad, yes? Yes. Yes, and so you get it. You, get, you have a wife raising kids. You get it, that it's an unsung, um, heroic task in many ways. Yes. Um, yes. And, and so that's why we do this. So I think about the moms out there that are either, A, struggling themselves, or have kids that are just like, uh-uh, I don't get it, I don't feel it, I don't hear from God, so he must not be there. So I, I, uh-huh. I want to say that, number one. Uh, but number two, I want to say, I come from a family, and, and some don't like me to label them this way because they, they really are seeking God, but I come from a family of almost 99% unbelievers. They're intellectuals, they're academic academics um and they just they they can't do it they just can't do it and and my dad recently approached me my dad who's a theologian um Mm -hmm. but does not believe the bible is all true he approached me recently and he said jenny explain the emotion you have in christ Mm -hmm. and and i didn't land on my emotion so much as i landed on papa the the thing that i would tell you is and it made me ball in front of him was it's the best story there's no better story I, there, there's nothing else that 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 heals it all. There's nothing else that fixes us like that. No other religion, no other thing. Nothing else does it. And so, I, it didn't land on emotion for me. So, so, so expand on everything I've said. Well, I think it's again good news for those of us who are analytical, and we can beat ourselves up because we're not having this feeling like everybody else does. Let me let me say this about moms real quick because uh-huh. just just look at the memes that are on Facebook or Twitter. The pictures of what spiritual looks like. There's always this person who's silhouetted against the sun standing on a cliff or whatever, and then there's scripture printed over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're on a beach and you're just... But if that's what spiritual looks like, think of actual lives for actual moms. True. That's not what your life looks like, and so you can be thinking, I need to get to that. Mm. You know, where everything's so simplified and... but that's not what spiritual looks like to God. Spiritual to Him doesn't look like getting swept up in emotion. It doesn't look like being silhouetted against the sun with your arms upraised, swept away, you know, in the course of another song. It's, it's being faithful and obedient in the mundane of daily life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
I actually made a meme once just for fun to illustrate this, where I put a scripture over a picture. It was the scripture was, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Mm-hmm. But I put it over a picture of a, a full laundry basket with laundry spilling out of it. Oh, right on. Exactly. And so that resonated, like people shared that like crazy, like, okay, that's my actual life. Uh-huh. So if we equate spirit, being spiritual with emotion, and then if we're not getting that emotion, then we must not be spiritual, or God's not pleased with us, or I'm missing something, or something's wrong with me. Like, that's not okay. That's not fair. That's mm-hmm. not right. Like, God is looking for obedience, and that may not be emotional. It may be every day just being faithful and go, God, I don't, I'm not feeling it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I think he's very pleased by that. And the thing that your dad, I think, should ask about, or is really deeply interested in, mm-hmm. isn't our emotions, it's he actually wants to see the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the stuff. Whether I'm feeling it or not, my wife can look at me over five or ten years and say, Brent, you're more patient than you used to be, you're more loving, you're more joyful, you're more this and that. These are all fruit that God brings about in our lives. I may still struggle with depression, I may still be skeptical, I may still be analytical, but that's the stuff, it's not the emotionalism, and unfortunately, those of us who are not particularly emotional are kind of, you know, presumed not to be spiritual, and that, that's just not biblical. Yeah, and, and thank you for the laundry basket sort of metaphor, in that um, I, I, I shout out to Waterstone Community Church and to Platte Canyon Community Church. I gave talks to groups of women um, in the last week, and both times I pointed out the Christmas story, which uh-huh. was that God could have driven in on in a Maserati and lived in a palace. But he chose to make his entrance in a stable with poop and dirt and grossness and, and life. And, right. and I think there, gosh, we gotta, we gotta look at that. We can't, that's not just a dumb story. That, that was his metaphor for, I'm gonna come in and, and exist in your dirt. And I'm gonna be in your dirt and your pain and your blood and your yuck. That, that, I, that's the God I am. I'm going to show up in that. And so I love that you said the laundry basket thing. We only have about five minutes left in this segment. I want you just to briefly touch on the fact for all the moms out there that, that are dealing with this in their own families. You're, you have, you're in on the autism spectrum. You call yourself an Aspie, which tells me that you have a sense of humor about Asperger's. But, but I want moms to have hope out there that, that if they have kids that are struggling with the emotion side of loving God, that, 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 that that's no proof that he's real or that they have strong faith, that, that he's there despite that struggle, right? Yep. Exactly. I, re- I wrote a chapter about this, about being somebody on the autism spectrum and why I'm attracted to Jesus. And it hurts because there's so many of us that don't, we walk away from Christ. You may even know people on the autism spectrum, tend to be highly intelligent, to be skeptical, don't understand why humans behave the way they do. Yeah. They walk into a church setting and they're just like, they feel like they landed from another planet. Like, I don't get this. Mm-hmm. And, and it's such good news. I want to I talk to them. I spent just a chapter on them, but I think a lot of them can relate to the whole thing. But just directly with them going, here's why Jesus attracts this person on the autism spectrum. Even though I don't get anything else, like, in church culture, a lot of this makes no sense to me whatsoever. Right. Like Jesus himself makes so much sense, and I, I just have a list of why he's so attractive. Awesome. That's awesome. 
We had, we had a little snafu with getting your actual book to me, so I had to skim it digitally. Um, uh, so I didn't read that chapter, but um, I read other chapters. Um, mm-hmm. But but I highly recommend it because people need to hear that that message. Yes. Um, I'm going to ask you more more quick question, then I got to do a, a little uh, sponsor support. Sure. Um, you say when it comes to God, we belong on the island of misfit toys if we belong at all. Talk to a mom who's struggling with a child who just has rejected the faith when we when mm-hmm. she, when he says, I, I don't get it, Mom. I'm out. Okay, don't give up, number one. Uh, I just, I've seen this before over and over where the prayers of a mom are just, <laughs> they mean so much. Mm-hmm. And if you need to just hear some random guy on, you know, on the radio or on a podcast telling you this right now, let me tell you, do not give up. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately... I would pray specifically for people to come around him whom he can respect or who she can respect to speak into their lives because there's only so much you can do as a mom. Moms want to control. They want to, they want you know, make it all right. And you have to give that up. Yeah. Um, but do keep praying relentlessly because no one else is going to be doing that for that, that person. That kid, your kid, like no one else is going to have that sort of burden that you have don't give up. The other thing is, too, um, there are better days ahead for people. A lot of times they grow out of their initial right. um, initial skepticism. If they're like me, their skepticism will chase them back around to Jesus. I think that takes some emotional or some, some intellectual honesty. Mm-hmm. But if they're skeptical about everything, like they are about Christianity, um, they will come back to Jesus and find he's the only one that actually acknowledges human nature and then does something about it. Right, because he's so authentic. I don't normally stump for people's books, but Blessed Other Misfits might also be something that a mother could hand to a child that's struggling and and is unbelieving. I'm going to take a quick little break here, Brant. We'll be back with Brant Hansen, a nationally syndicated radio host and author of Blessed Are the Misfits. Before we do uh, the quick break, I just want to remind you about Creole Brew. I, As you can tell, if you listen to me at all on the radio, I'm high energy, don't need caffeine. It kind of wrecks me and you wouldn't like me. So I have this alternative thing. Um, it's Creole Brew, C-R-I-O-B-R-U, made out of 100% ground cocoa beans instead of coffee. You can mix it with your coffee if you can't part with your coffee. But this stuff is fantastic. It, it smells like chocolate. It t- obviously tastes like chocolate. They have all kinds of flavors, pumpkin and uh, peppermint for Christmas. And it's just fabulous stuff. It's good for you. got a ton of antioxidants. And I, I really like it as an alternative to coffee. So creobrew.com, Whole Foods, uh, Vitamin Cottage, all kinds of places that you can find it. And now this blessed song, even though not everybody gets into worship music. Blessed song by Chris Tomlin. household. I don't have a degree, but the organization I run is more complex than most companies. Party planner, chef, teacher, nurse, these are just some of the roles I fill every single day. It's time for me to get paid to do what I love to do. I'm going to study at Colorado Christian University and apply what I've learned running my household into a degree that will give me a career. Check out CCU's website at adulted.ccu.edu or call 303-963-3300 and get started down the same amazing path I'm taking today. 
today. The vision of the Life Center is simple. Transforming communities, period. Located just south of downtown Littleton, the Life Center meets immediate needs, provides opportunities for development, and shares the hope and truth found only in Jesus. Whether you need help putting food on the table or reaching your goals by learning English or finishing your GED, find out more about our services and volunteer opportunities on our website, lifecenterlittleton.org. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, yes, we are. So glad to have you back. So glad to be doing this interview because it's really a, a source of, I don't know, hope for people who are struggling in their faith. Before we get back to Brant Hansen, I'm just going to briefly touch on the two folks that you heard there in the commercial. Look, these people support moms and motherhood. They believe in what we're trying to do to reach moms and honor moms and coach moms and advise moms and cheerlead moms. On this show, that's what this show is all about. There's not a lot of media out there that does that for mothers. But uh, first of all, Life Center Littleton, what a place! I mean, they just have a heart for the hurting. This is a resource in the Denver area that anybody can use, and they they have GED classes and Spanish classes and English classes. I'm thinking about taking Spanish classes there because I've forgotten everything from high school. They have uh, legal help for people that cannot afford it. They have a, a food bank and and shelter in the evenings during the winter. I mean, oh my gosh, you need you really need to check them out at LifeCenterLittleton.org. Life Center Littleton. And then my friends at CCU, they cater to the mom. If you go to Colorado Christian Online, you will find that their classes for five weeks um, that are that are reasonable in cost um, and and um, cognizant of the way in which a mom has to live, that, they, that you just come in and you only have to take one five-week class at a time. You can, you can manage it with your budget, and you can get your degree that you've always wanted to get in nursing or counseling or whatever it is that you're seeking to do. Uh, I just love what they're about, and I love how they uh, have a focus on the mom's schedule. You can check them out at adulted.ccu.edu. So grateful for them as sponsors as well. Okay, we're ba- back with Brant Hansen, who, of course, is a nationally syndicated radio host. You can hear him in this town on a different station, and I'm good with that. I listen to him sometimes because I think he's fantastic and honest and real, and I, I love where he comes from. Um, he is also the author of a brand-new book, Blast- Blessed not blast. Blessed are the misfits. And also, I think, I'm, I want to make sure I'm getting this title right, Unoffendable, right, Brand, You wrote that as well. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Okay, so we're back with him. We only have about nine minutes left in this segment. But I want to get really real with him one more time. He's talking to people, folks, who, who, who just aren't there yet or, or, or feel like emotionally they cannot connect or they're not praying right or they're not worshiping right. I know so many men in this category, by the way. My husband, like, during worship music time, just he just, like, can't do it. He just he doesn't know what to do with himself. Now, I will tell you, Brent, I am a crier, and I do get emotional over Jesus and God. I just do. It's just, it's just my makeup. But I cannot judge other people who just love who, who God is and who the, what the story is, but they can't get all teary-eyed about it. I get that i get it i want to go somewhere kind of different because i was listening to to you and sherry who's your co-host um yeah you call her a co-host right not a sidekick or anything right she's a legitimate yeah yeah yeah. well but she's kind of she hosts along with you some of the time um she's african-american and you guys get very real about the current condition of what how people view evangelical white christians i saw a rant the other day by a british guy that says we're all a bunch of bigots we're all a bunch of haters you know they 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 associate us all with certain people in political office you know we're, we're awful evil horrible people not representing Jesus very well if that's how people view us. So what has gone wrong with how evangelical Christians have lined up with a certain image and a certain political view that has wrecked people's view of Jesus? Well, I think, number one, there's some truth in it, um, because we thought, like, think about this, like, Jesus wants certain outcomes, but there's a way he wants it done. Like, Mm -hmm. 
when he was tempted in the wilderness, Satan was like, hey, you can do this and you'll take over. Well, Jesus taking over is a wonderful, wonderful thing, but he didn't want to do it that way. Right. It's all about the way. He is the way. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a way he wants things done, and it doesn't seem to be through power. This is just me talking to just some dude, but it doesn't seem to be the way he wants us to do it. Uh, people get tripped up on that, on the Christian right, and then the Christian left as well. They're very into the same sort of stuff. Correct. I agree with you. So I think that's that's just a thing that comes from, like, if we had a king and we couldn't do anything about it, we wouldn't have some of these debates. But the fact that we all feel like we have some control over our government means we're constantly in this power struggle and thinking this is a way to achieve what the kingdom looks like. And I think that's a big mistake. Yeah. So I think there's some truth in it, but on the other hand, I think it also serves political purposes to make us all look like idiots. Mm-hmm. For example, I keep reading what evangelicals believe and how they back this and support that and this candidate. They love this candidate. And like, actually, the people I know, and here I am in Christian radio, yeah, like very ensconced in this whole evangelical thing. I don't personally know anybody like that. Uh-huh. I think that's really weird. Like, there's this disconnect between what I read about me in the New York Times and then the actual life I lived. I, I would totally agree. And, and, so, I, and yeah. I, I want to, inter- I'm sorry, just quick interruption. There are probably people listening today that are saying, well, are Brant and Jenny saying we shouldn't vote our, you know, religious beliefs or our, our, our spiritual beliefs? No. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, you and I would probably both con- say out loud that we're pro-life or what, you know, whatever. But but that, ca- that cannot be our sole representation of Jesus. Oh, I'm a Republican and I'm white and this is how I, it just cannot be that. Or we don't go to forgiveness. We don't go to understanding. We don't go to unity. We don't go to hope. We can't do it if we line up specifically with a political party to represent our faith. Can't do it. Yeah, I don't think the power plays are working. Yeah. I, I don't think, and again, I am pro-life um, and I, I, vote, I vote that way. Mm-hmm, me too. But I don't think the power plays are working, and Sherry's particularly concerned about, you know, she's not only pro-life, but she's obviously dialed into race issues, and but she doesn't see power plays work in the other direction either on that on that stuff. And uh, kind of going, I wonder, I wonder if maybe some of us bought the wrong thing on this. Yeah. Um, so that's a tough one. It's tough to talk about. Uh, I do think when you start wondering about how human hearts are actually changed, you wind up you wind up maybe in a different place than when you start with politics. Right, because there, it, it's, um, it, the gospel defined is grace. And, and, and you can't, if you're going to be staunchly one thing and be represented by one thing, then you can't find grace for somebody who's different from you. Um, well, it, look, at it, look at it this way, too. Like, the things I'm concerned about are, that are clearly wrong, like infanticide. Clearly, to me, it's just, I, I can, logically, I just... I'm not going to lose that argument. Yeah. Okay? So, um, but infanticide was going on in the Roman Empire when Jesus was around. Mm-hmm. It's not that he thought it was okay. Clearly, he didn't. Um, but like all the stuff that we have now, it's no, there's nothing new. There was racism. Yeah. Power right. plays going on, oppression, slavery, all of these things, and like Jesus was constantly being drawn into those arguments, and he wouldn't do it. And I think that's really challenging and interesting. I don't even quite know what to do with it, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. But they sure wanted him to take political stands on stuff. And he's like, this is not the way my kingdom happens. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's a tough one. You have stories of hurt, because um, you grew up a preacher's kid, right? Yeah. 
and you felt like a weirdo and like an outsider and like very serious and you couldn't be all weepy and emotional and ha- hallelujah. Um, you are funny. You you can you can do humor in your faith, but um, I, I I want you just to expand on the hurt and how a mom or a mom can help a child recover out there from being hurt by people who say, "Well, this is how you should look if you're a Christian." This is yeah. what you, you, tell me about that. I think God made us all different parts of the same body, and we're not all gifted evangelists. And some of us are introverts, and some of us have been through experiences that make us skeptical. I think God takes that stuff and can make something beautiful out of it. And I think it's a really good idea to remind your kids of that. Let's say they've just gone through a divorce in the family. Like, yeah, this is this hurts so much, but you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed down the line if you talk to some adults how they can be thankful for stuff they went through that was awful. Yeah. And I am one of those people, and I detail a little bit of that in the book just to make that point. Like, God can unscramble eggs. Yeah. And he makes he makes things that are... T- that are so painful, beautiful. Absolutely. Why do you, just one thing, you were talking about the number of men that can't really relate to the emotionalism. Let me me warn you, we just have 30 seconds, so just tell it quick. Okay, I'll do it quick, being a radio professional. (laughs) There's a lot of women that struggle with this, too, because they see other women talking in all these touchy-feely ways about God, and they're wondering what's wrong with them. Like, like, what's wrong with me if I'm not feeling like these Christian authors or how they, they're always so touchy-feely? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of women, too, that are going, I can't quite relate what's wrong with me. Right. I just, I think there's good news for them, too. There there's is. really good news. There is. Brant, you're a blessing. I wish I had three hours with you, uh, although you'd get exhausted <laughs> because you're an introvert, so I would exhaust you. <laughs> but uh, how do people find the book, really quick? All the places. All the places. All, Amazon, all that stuff. And your website? is branthanson.com. Branthanson.com. You're a blessing because you're real and you're honest and you're my brother and uh, I'm appreciative of your faith in Christ and pressing on. So so God bless you. Thanks for being on Channel Mom. You too. Okay. Okay, there it is. I hope that was helpful to moms out there and kids struggling with faith. And um, I, I just, I had him on for that reason. Um, check us out and follow us on social media at Channel Mom. And if you want to donate, we're a nonprofit. We could use that at the end of the year. God bless you. Thank you, Mom, for all you do. what you hear on Channel Mom Radio. And if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.